0: Hi, I'm Dr. Stan Steindl. Welcome to Compassion in a T-shirt in session. Today, I'll be speaking with Alison Dixon, who is a senior psychological therapist and supervisor in the UK. And she's worked with the NHS for over 10 years. She works with people experiencing a wide range of difficulties and specializes in helping those with longstanding relationship problems. She has published research in compassion-focused therapy and runs CFT and mindfulness groups, as well as co-facilitating workshops, especially in the area of compassion-focused chair work. She's also simply a delightful human being. And I hope you enjoy my conversation in session with my friend, Alison Dixon. Yay! I'm uh, very excited, Alison Dixon. I've been looking forward to um, getting a, chat, a chance to chat with you. It, it seems so long ago, really, that you know, we might've been face-to-face you know, in, at one of the Compassionate Mind Foundation conferences and, and so on. Um so yeah, this is great. How is it over there in, in I guess northern England? The what? weather
1: is good today. Not right. not usually so good. And the restrictions are lifting. So ah. yeah. So things things are going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can do things outside now. Um oh. but you know, the weather's very up and down. But we are due a heat wave soon, apparently. But it's good oh. today. All right.
0: Well, well, welcome to Compassion in a T shirt <laughs> in session. And um, I always like to just sort of start, I guess, with kind of inviting you to, to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, in terms of your, your work or your life or just to get a, a bit of a sense of the Alison Dixon story. So, yeah, what, tell, tell us a bit about all that.
1: Um, yeah, I guess I start with my work. I, I work as a psychological therapist in at the NHS uh, here in England and Manchester. And um, I work as part of IAPT, Are you you familiar with that, Improving Access to Psychological Therapies?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It's a national program um, across the UK. Um, Yeah, so that's where I work. And I work in a part of the service called Step 3 Plus. So I used to work in what was referred to as a step care model, Step 3, which um, it it mostly uh, utilizes CBT for disorder-specific presentations, um, anxiety and depression and that kind of thing. And step three plus is been kind of put in place for where um, CBT maybe hasn't been effective at helping with those difficulties or where there might be a comorbidity and more complexity really, um, where people might have experienced a lot of trauma in their past, for example, um, or where the difficulties just aren't aren't really, um, can't really be kind of um, worked through at step three.
0: And does that therefore involve, of a range of other approaches as well as cbt or what what does the plus kind of in in a practical sense mean
1: yeah good point um so at step three people might use cft there as well um but yeah step three step three plus it might be where we integrate in more the different therapies other interventions um working in a less disorder specific way really mm-hmm. um yeah so i've got colleagues so i do cognitive and uh, cognitive analytic therapy and I've got a colleague who's doing schema therapy and quite a lot of us do CFT and uh, EMDR as well.
0: Okay, so really trying to draw on a sort of a, an integrated approach almost with, with a, a range Air. of approaches being kind of brought to bear to helping people, I suppose, you know, trying to find the perhaps the, the sort of the way in maybe that might really be helpful for, for for people individually, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there might be more of a focus on, um r- difficulties that might come up in relationships for example um mm. interpersonal difficulties could be a focus mm. of, of the therapy
0: yes i noticed that in some some stuff i was reading about you that, that that a particular area of interest is in you know helping people with long-standing relational kind of difficulties or relationship difficulties what, what what's what's that bit all about
1: um yeah i guess i guess kind of fitting with cft i think that the idea that we're social beings, I think I really like that about CFT and that um, I guess connection and care and relationships are so fundamental to wellbeing um, across presentations, mm. I think, um, but particularly when um, people have had difficult early experiences, not all of the time, but often I think when early experiences of others have been difficult or, or challenging or perhaps for whatever reason, people's needs weren't met maybe, by people around them in their early life, um, that that can that can really make for a lot of challenges um, for uh, relationships with other people that are fulfilling and um, um, I guess mutually uh, satisfying. Really,
0: a kind of a, a social sort of relational interpersonal, and then that piece around kind of connection and care. Uh, you know, all yeah. of that creates such an important context for for human life doesn't it and, and when something happens you know in amongst all of that it, it's it's very painful and and has lingering yeah, yeah. effects
1: or doesn't happen um for example if um this you know certain needs can't be met for for whatever reason you know if uh, people aren't people aren't around or available um mm. to to be able to um i guess match the young person where they're at, maybe. Mm. And that could also be kind of important as well.
0: Yes, it it, it really speaks to the to some of the the, the lottery of the human existence, doesn't it? And we just find yeah. ourselves here, as yeah. Paul, says, Paul Gilbert says. Absolutely. And, and we we you know just things start to happen, and, and sometimes yeah. things happen to us, or but you know sometimes things don't happen, and, and either way, it, yeah. can be, it can sort of have a have an impact in that sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm particularly interest, interested in that. But um, yeah, like you said, I, that just reminded me of that fact we we find ourselves here, and and, and sometimes just that idea of goodness of fit as well. I guess um not I, I guess I want to make sure I'm making it not making it sound like anything's about blaming anybody. And I think CFT really yes. explains that really well. But just sometimes for whatever reason, certain things might not have um might not have been in place or. So things mm. may have been a certain way that um might have meant that relationships have become really hard and really challenging for for good reason
0: okay i haven't really heard that that as a phrase but i, I get it what you're saying there the, the goodness of fit it, it's sort of we often um speak in cft as you know to the it's not my fault kind of but it's my yeah. responsibility but really that sort of de-blaming and and de-shaming but actually you're saying that that the other humans involved you know, perhaps aren't necessarily literally, you know, to blame either. Perhaps they might have done certain harmful things and, and, or perhaps, you know, they, they just weren't present or whatever. But, but, but some of that is also, you know, just random for them as well and their own development. And perhaps not necessarily do we want to blame that side of it either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So you, you really are well multi-skilled and and multi-informed across different approaches you 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 sound like cognitive analytic therapy and and um cft and cbt of course but perhaps sort of emdr so you you're sort of drawing on a whole whole kind of a range of of things there what what what's been the kind of the professional development in and around these different approaches for you? Just just sort of curious about how that's how you've discovered each of these things along the way.
1: Yeah, well, I think I've got a, um, I've almost got like a, a, a <laughs> like an obsession with training and things. Um, okay. So I'm fear of missing out or or whatever it is. There's probably a psychological uh, psychological reason for it. Um but yeah it's probably uh what would we call it in CFT? Some kind of um it's probably some kind of protective strategy um work or drive system. Um uh, but yeah, I do I do like I do like training and things. Um and I think yeah the more things I train in really the more I, I think things fit together rather than kind of oppose each other. But for me I started with CBT um as part of IAP that I was telling you about. Um I trained as a CBT therapist, and then um, and that was ma- mostly the training was mostly focused on working with disorder of specific presentations um, based on protocol um, driven approaches with lots of evidence, um, which was really good. And then I really, I'm not sure how, but I quite I heard about Paul's Compassionate Mind book um, and read that quite early on in our training. At the CBT training I did actually in Cumbria, the lecturers there were quite keen on CFT anyway. Um, mm. I think I think maybe they tried to sneak a bit of it into the programme <laughs> right. and we had a couple of hours on it. Um, but yeah, quite quickly, I then went to went to see uh, Mary Welford doing a workshop on introduction to CFT and really liked that straight away. I thought this makes so much sense and feels like it would, I originally thought it would complement CBT really well. Mm. Um, Which, which, yeah, I thought it did. Um, Yeah, initially, I think, and then I started to think more about how CFT could help us where maybe with CBT, with some of the behavioural experiments and more exposure type stuff, or even some of the kind of thinking about things differently, um, where people were kind of maybe stuck with that, thinking about putting some CFT uh, stuff in with that. Um, to help make to help people be able to go to or access those interventions was maybe maybe where I started. Yeah. I would say yeah. um, so an example might be when I first started out. might be if we had a say a protocol for something like social anxiety hmm. uh, disorder that might involve somebody uh, watching video feedback, um, yeah. which <laughs> is quite anxiety provoking for most of us anyway. But where somebody might say be testing out an example. Or um, a thought around, um, say, stuttering too much, or losing my words, or something like that, where we might have a prediction before. In CBT, might traditionally have the prediction, and then somebody would watch it back and test out. I guess reality test, and Mm. and make a link between. You know, I guess to show that what they perceive, they how they perceive they appear is different to how they appear kind of on the screen. But where I thought CFT started to come in really helpful with those kind of things would be some of the compassionate mind training stuff. So actually, when we're watching this back, because I guess from CFT, we know how much shame um, is such a big factor. Actually, we do some CFT compassionate mind training first. And when we watch this back, we're watching this back now from a place of compassion. So we're watching this back as somebody understands that this person that we're watching um, has maybe struggled with, anxiety for a long time that they're a human being um and and I guess all those kind of things really Mm. um so thinking about where I guess coming at things from more of a compassionate stance could help with some of the more tasky type things
0: that's that's brilliant I I, um some of the the CBT strategies can can be tough to implement, can't they, for, for the clients? <laughs> Sometimes for us too, but um, um, exposure, for example, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a tough road and, and even some of that cognitive challenging, but I, I see what you mean, sort of bringing in that compassionate mind or the, the compassionate motivation as, for the client as, as they, um, you know, proceed along the lines of some of these, these strategies. It's funny too, because... When you talk about that idea of watching the, the client was watching themselves back on 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 a video, is that how you were yeah 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 and it's it's just really interesting, isn't it because often when we might do some CFT work we're, we're using imagery in a way that sort of works just like that you know trying to play a little bit of a video obviously imagery in the mind doesn't really come out like a clear video so much but but it's like it's very like that just imagining ourselves during a shame experience for example and trying to be be witness to that but from that Mm -hmm. compassionate mind perspective
1: yeah and i think for for all of those exposure type interventions it could work quite well i think particularly when somebody gets to that point of i know what i need to do um but i'm struggling to do it i guess Mm. um maybe with things like behavioral activation I, I know the tasks I need to do um but I'm mm. struggling to actually I'm struggling to do that and um all other I guess other exposure type things with OCD or phobias that uh, idea of well imagining your compassionate other or your nurture alongside you mm. as you engage in the, those tasks mm. um and I just found that re- really really helpful um And then it got kind of got more and more into CFT and and got more interested in doing groups and found that the the effect of the group particularly um, was really helpful. Um, So probably moved more away from a CBT approach um, then to more working, I guess, with the current job I've got now where um, it might be where people either haven't responded to those approaches or there's comorbidity, complexity or um, perhaps trauma. Um, to, to work with. Um, and that's kind of more where I've moved to now with things
0: rather than sort of cft as a as a kind of a compassion focused approach to cbt it, it's sort of becoming more yeah. of a standalone you know intervention of its own right
1: yeah I think so and I think yeah yeah that's probably a good way of putting it I think I started off into thinking about how I could use it to make what I was doing in my work more effective or give it a better chance and then moved, I guess, the, the more I got into CFT um, with the groups and and things like that, moving more to that being the, the predominant um, mm. piece of work, maybe. Um, but having said that, we did find in our groups quite a lot of people who had tried previous interventions and um, maybe not been able to engage in them. And then after CFT group would say, oh, I think maybe I could give that a try now or I think now that I've done all this and I feel sort of starting to develop more compassionate, um, compassionate mind, I guess, um, that maybe I could try to do that kind of exposure work or, uh, or even mindfulness. We found quite a few people who'd done mindfulness groups before. So now, now I know a bit more about how the brain works and about how this kind of layer of criticism and all those kind of things. Um, now I feel like I, I could go back to try mindfulness again, so that that's yeah. kind of been a regular theme as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. It it CFT can kind of come in and sort of warm up. I guess another another therapy it's alongside it, it, in, it. Warm
1: it up, yeah. In
0: that sense, but also yeah. as a prelude as well. It 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 might be some really uh, helpful preparatory type work uh, to prepare someone to to sort of then go on to to other approaches as well.
1: If if needed,
0: if needed, I guess
1: because yeah, and I think it's being flexible, isn't it? I then saw um, Deborah Lee, who was really influential. I remember being absolutely blown away by her mm. workshop. so I I, was, I got into the MDR quite early on as well, but I, that was more about I guess treating trauma symptoms kind of at the time, mm. and the way that she applied CFT. Um, like you said as maybe a preparation phase or as a a first stage prior to uh, trauma processing work Um, really got me thinking a lot about things Um, and again I guess how if we're going to do I guess it's exposure again isn't it exposure Mm. to past memories to those kind of feelings or core pain as we might call it Mm. Um, that actually doing that with um, I'm going back to particularly childhood memories but with um With a compassionate mind or with some of those qualities of compassion that we talk about going to the difficult stuff with um with i guess being a bit more armored with something else or with a bit more warmth like you said Mm. um to being able to do that from a different place um Mm. yeah i think it changed changed the way i thought about trauma Mm. as well i think
0: Yes, really, it really helps to bring the, the yin and yang to it, doesn't it? The, the sort of the, the warmth and kindness and, and as well as the, the, the wisdom and strength, I guess, and, and, and courage and, and sort of being able to kind of go um, sort of armed or, or with the, the fortitude that, that comes along with, with all of that, yeah, sort of a soft yeah. front with the warmth and, and then a sort of a strong back you know with the strength and courage
1: <laughs> yes definitely i think something it's something about it, particularly if it's going back to early memories or difficult memories that somebody's been through or wh- wherever it got stuck there's something about the idea of compassion and kind of maybe what kind of compassion or what particular qualities of compassion that the person feels that they would need to be able to face that and to be able to to go back Um, and work through that and I think CFT um, just works so well for that really
0: Mm, yeah that's 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 great it's it's true isn't it we can really use that that sort of guided discovery whereby maybe there's kindness and wisdom and strength and so on but maybe there's something some other qualities there as well that just really um, work for any any given person
1: yeah yeah I guess ultimately yeah it's about what what qualities do they need or need to develop? Now, can we help them to do that to be able to go to meet their the unmet needs or the needs that weren't met or uh, or the needs that remain now? You know, mm. um, and I think that's quite a nice way to think about it.
0: So, with with your your CFT work, t- tell us a bit about kind of the 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 sort of the way that you use it or the strategies perhaps that you find. Really helpful in your work at the moment. I know that you have, you know, particularly looked into a few of the specifics, like the chair work or some of the uh, the other strategies that we might use. So, yeah, what are your thoughts there about the, the the skills and strategies themselves?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And there's so much to see after, isn't there? As yeah. well, um, I think. So, I think I've, I think I've let go more now. What needs to come in what order? Um, I don't know if that's the right thing, though. (laughs) Um, But I think at the beginning, I got a bit hung up on that, you know, must do this exercise before we then build up to this one, to this one. I think I have got a bit more, I think I've got a bit more freer at trying to build it in where I think it might be appropriate or kind of um, try try things out, I suppose. Um, I think maybe I've I've kind of moved more now to thinking it's not, not maybe so much which exercise or which skill, but more thinking about where it might fit with the person's uh, formulation or where they're, where they're stuck, if that makes sense. So thinking about what, I guess, like you said before, what might be kind of um, the best way in, if you like, mm. um, to, to kind of where somebody's stuck. Mm. Um, I personally really like the compassionate nurturer um, or compassionate other, compassionate coach. Or what, again, whatever word or terminology we want to use for it, that's always a personal... Favorite um, of mine, and I think I think if people can get on board with that one, um, it can that can be really helpful with other those kind of other things that we're doing as well. Um, but I think um, yeah, compassion. I think using a compassionate chair can be really helpful with that exercise, particularly as well. Um, so the idea of having on a separate chair, um, what we might need, uh, almost visualizing the part there. Can, can be um, a really creative way of doing that as well. <laughs> I was just gonna say another one that works quite well in the chair. Um, I thought when we did the recent training was, um, well, we can imagine sort of the other inner chair that way or the opposite way round where we might um, access our compassion for somebody else, imagining an other that we care about in the chair. Um, so I guess that flow of compassion outwards um, but embodying it and, and sitting from a space, from from I guess from the chair that we're in, to another, to another imagined person who we care about, that might be a bit easier. I think that one can work particularly well as well, because so I guess that demonstrates that the person has those skills and qualities within them. Directing them inward might be a bit harder, um, but it's but they're embodying compassion as well. I think that one can work quite well in your chairs.
0: Yeah, so there's sort of uh, really the, the, the three flows can happen in, in chair work, actually, in a way you, you might even tap into the compassionate motivation by creating a, a sort of an, another chair that represents actually just a different person or living being and, and sort of start by um, tapping into compassion that way. And then you might have the compassionate other directing compassion to me. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I suppose, would you also have oneself in the other chair and offering compassion back and forth with oneself, I guess?
1: Absolutely. I guess that's where we want to be going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, putting the putting the block in a chair as well. If you've got, once, once you've got to that point, if you've got, um, if there seems to be a block coming up for the self, you could put the the block in a chair. Mm. I think that one, that's another way of... um speaking to what's getting in the way
0: i see so for example the 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 part of me that feels undeserving for compassion to receive compassion might be you know given its own chair and then you know a conversation from there
1: yeah absolutely so then we could have a conversation with the part that feels undeserving um and see if we can find out what that might be uh what that might be about
0: Hmm. yeah that's so, so I think what you really I can see what you mean from before, you know, like it's, it's not so much the strategy or, or the technique, but rather a kind of a, an agility there to be able to sort of, yeah, just kind of be with the person, have a really clear sense of, of them as therapy progresses and then using these more strategic approaches, but to help with with that in the moment formulation you know ah oh, there's some some blocks coming up would you mind if we just move chairs you know so you it sounds like yeah, it's very much um kind of responsive responding to the client in that way
1: yeah and I think I think the, the blocks um I guess as my journey with compassion's moved I think the, the blocks is the blocks and what gets in the way of us being compassionate I guess I started off saying that it was when um maybe just sort of specific approaches where they were getting stuck so we might try and use compassion um to move that forward a bit that was where I started with wasn't it Um, but I think as I've moved more and more actually this idea that the blocks in compassion become the work um Mm. feels like feels quite a strong theme as well Um, there's kind of that's kind of come up in our came up in our group and we did several groups and that was a big theme that came up actually focusing on why we why we're struggling to be compassionate to ourselves actually was was kind of really helpful, um, and in the research that we did with the students as well, where they were we did a project where people used the kind of the idea of the internal supervisor um, to to kind of help when working with clinical work, like using the kind of visual image of the other bit in the form of a supervisor. And again, the really strong theme with that was um, was the blocks what gets in the way. Um, so, yeah, so it feels like it's shifted more that way now to, to actually what are the blocks to compassion? Uh, and, and I guess developing a more compassionate relationship with ourselves and particularly accepting that compassion from others, which so many people struggle with.
0: It, it, it's multi-layered, isn't it? You know, when, when we're working with, with CBT, there might be certain, you know, kind of fears or blocks that arise. And, and so then we might bring a compassionate approach to that mm-hmm. and, and to helping people feel safe and, and, you know, confident and able to, to address that, but then fears blocks and resistances of the compassionate self starts to arise. And then we're working with that, you know, then we're working with what are those things that are getting in the way of, of, of that compassionate approach to ourselves.
1: Yeah. And I think that the, and I think that's where this, is where I think CFT is really helpful because I think, the compassionate mind exercises and um however we do it uh, are, are all brilliant and i think if they work in their own right um or they're helpful as they are then that's fantastic as it is but also then if they get stuck somewhere that's just more information for us to come back to formulate to understand um so i guess it feels like it's twofold really it's it could either become something that um somebody can take on board and can roll with and it's, and that's great. If somebody is able to develop a compassionate image uh, quite readily, that can be, um, that can be so helpful. And I think can be just um, crucial kind of going forward. Mm. But I think likewise, it's really, really common that people will find that difficult for whatever reason or, uh, and then I think then trying to understand kind of what comes out of that um, can be, can be so helpful or even more helpful sometimes.
0: But yes, I was sort of wondering before, as you know, one of the, my little favourite things is, is motivational interviewing for CFT. And um, I'm just realising actually as you speak that with the chair work, we, we might actually have a chair for the inhibitors, the, the fears, blocks and resistances, but but maybe we would also have a chair for the facilitators, the, the sort of the, the, the reasons, the motivations, the benefits of compassion and, and so we we start to bring that part of the, the person into the conversation as well I mean what in a kind of an MI sort of exploring ambivalence kind of a way what what are your thoughts about that
1: yeah that sounds that sounds really good I know I, I'm trying to think of the most um, recent in the most recent training what might be the the, the equivalent um, we did one where there was kind of I guess when it, it was more kind of facing, thinking about how you might work with a dilemma. Um, and I think in the one that we did, if I remember it rightly, it was um, that I guess the dilemma or the ambivalence was around developing compassion itself. Mm. Um, so it was having two parts, one on one side and one on the other side, and then just stepping back from both, but, but really hearing both and really validating both sides. Yes. Um, but I would love to hear more about, how, how it could be used in a motiv- motivational interviewing way.
0: Because um, yeah, well,
1: that's something <clears throat> I'd really like to learn more about.
0: Well, it, it sounds like that's that's kind of what you're doing, isn't it? Because the, with, the, with MI, at least, it really is about sort of working with dilemmas or, or ambivalence or feeling two ways about things and not sure which way to go. And I, I suspect, yeah, something like um, certain compassionate self-exercises, people would feel like that. They, 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 there are the fears, blocks, and resistances, and yet there's the other part of them that kind of really knows that it probably would be a good thing if they could, you know, be a little bit kinder to themselves or whatever. And, and that sounds like what you're doing. You're, you're using chair work there to just kind of find your way through that, that dilemma or, or that ambivalence. So um, you kind of what, is, what are some of the things that you, you've really loved about you know, compassion or compassion-focused therapy, or any ideas about sort of successes you've had there, or triumphs, or things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think our I think our group was one of the one of the things I I kind of enjoyed the most. It's not running at the moment, but hopefully we'll get it get it kind of running again soon. And mm-hmm. um, and that we, we did a we did a service evaluation on that. Um, yeah lots of kind of really interesting feedback um from that but that that was really rewarding and it felt like it was really beneficial for people mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's probably probably the main one for me i think the group work
0: i agree I, I i find the group work really uh sort of' powerful for people i think again going back to think what you said right at the start that that um you know it's it's this notion of us as as social beings and, and, you know, feeling safe together and, and when we can feel connected in a group. And, and so, you know, group CFT seems to, to really work. Can you elaborate at all on on the group there that you're running or, or how, that, how that sort of operates a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, so the group that we did run, it's not running at the moment, but it was a 12-week group. I um, facilitated it with, uh, with a colleague, which was really nice as well. Um, for me (laughs) to work to work together with somebody because most of my work is um, individual but like you said we're all social beings so so that was really nice Hmm. Um, and yeah for the group so we we kind of developed our own I know there's more and more uh, group formats I guess uh, coming out now Um, but we developed our own kind of format and we would start every week um, with this idea of getting into the green system um, with usually soothing within breathing but over the 12 weeks we started to add in kind of alternates um maybe like holding an object or um anything really that that people might be able to try with the aim of not so much a compassion exercise explicitly but more moving into the moving into the green the soothing system Um, so we started every week with that and then we'd have kind of a check-in and we had a we had a board where people with the circles and people just put a post-it anonymous and just sort of stick it on there uh stick it where they thought they were so some people might put it between colors and people came out with really creative things as well like I'm purple today or uh you know kind of to go across things but it was always really nice because it was just kind of like this is where our group is feeling today and we didn't have people could put a word if they wanted um so I think things like that worked quite quite well um, for the group which were kind of really nice and then and then we'd have maybe one or two ideas we'd introduce each week. Um, and we tried to do them as much as we could um, using the group. So we were kind of doing something um, something together. Um, but things like the multiple selves, I guess, which we might use a chair for if we're doing individually, we did our, our own kind of version of that where we use the corners of the room. So people moved from uh, the different emotions, but as a group, so from maybe the, uh, there was anxiety in one corner, then there was anger, then there was sadness and there was compassion in itself, and we moved around the room, um, in a way like we might do with the chairs individually, but everybody did it together as a group and had a go at it. Um, even if, imagine, even if we're not feeling these things, um, what would it be like if we did feel them? I think some, I think we really tried to use the group. I guess the more we went on with that, because um, increasingly, I guess the main things, the main themes that came back through um, the data that we looked at was. Um, blocks and resistances, spending time on that. But the other thing being, I think like with all groups, um, and I think we can't get away from it, it was about the connection, um, connection with other people, uh, not feeling alone, other people kind of understand how I feel, that kind of thing. I guess the humanness, feeling kind of increasingly more human. Um, So we tried as much as, as the groups went on, we tried as much as possible um, to utilise the group where we could. So we even did in the last couple of groups, we even did the uh, compassionate letter to self. We did that as a group exercise where everybody uh, wrote a sentence that was to themselves and everybody else. Then we collected them back in and we compiled it into a letter, um, which we then did for the we did a kind of an evaluation week and for anybody who wanted the group letter. Um, they everybody got a copy of it, but it was kind of to everybody from everybody, if that makes sense um and 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 it, and it kind of it always just seemed to work out work out quite well you know people put varied sort of statements in there um and I guess we emphasised that people had written this to themselves but to other people as well so so yeah things like that
0: that's amazing that's amazing there's just in that section there's so many gems of what you've said I was madly writing them down because I I, I think that's a sort of a, a really wonderful sequence I mean it begins with this yeah it's kind of like a soft landing where, where we sort of tap into the to, to the soothing system and then there's a sort of a little bit of a, a mind awareness bringing mind awareness in through the three circles and where, where might you be on those circles and, and so on and and playful and up and about and people are moving already you know right from the start of the session and then um, you know two or three topics I guess uh, across the the session, but but always you know moving around the room and 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 sort of creating almost a kind of a yeah like a a, a tribe sort of feeling where where people are moving together and and you know they're, they're we're over this side at the moment and then we move over here and 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 sort of you know all all of that sense of togetherness and connection you know just mm-hmm. woven throughout very beautifully keeping an eye all the time on on. Fears, blocks, and resistances, of of course, but um, but sort of possibly even I don't know, maybe noticing that they start to just diminish, maybe with all of that kind of attention to to process and relationship and and connection. And then I I just really love this this last idea about the um, compassionate letter to everybody from everybody. And, and, and yeah, kind
1: of- I, I don't know what, how we came up with that. Yeah. Um, but it was the rationale was more about how can we make use of the fact that we, we've got each other. <laughs> yeah. We've got each other here. Um, yes. So tra- trying to utilize that as much as possible. I would say that was probably that, spending more time on blocks, less, ta- less content, I think, and trying to utilize the group more and more uh, through, through, as, throughout, the num- throughout the different groups that we did um yeah. was was probably the changes that we made I think at the beginning we were, we were more heavier on kind of explanations about the brain and things like that whereas we we tried to keep that to as as minimum as it needed to be for people to to get it to I guess to um to, to feel there'll be something in the approach um yeah. but tried to make it as as less um talky as possible difficult for me because I <laughs> once I start talking I do find it difficult to stop <laughs> on well, something well, that I, I find interesting
0: I, I mean, I can also tell, you know, like you have a real sense of, of awareness around process and, and awareness around, you know, relationship and, and the dynamics there and, and and sort of even a few of those things you said early on, you know, just, just being aware of, of, of sort of, you know, the, the, the sort of the the um goodness of fit you know that that's that's very that's a real sort of process understanding i think and and that's what you were bringing to the group, really making it a therapy group rather than a psychoeducation group or or something like that i suppose
1: yeah i mean it, that's a good point, and I think that was the biggest challenge we found with the group and we were again we were just really open with the group about that, but it kind of it kind of fell down the middle of um being a Ed- Educationally exercise group because we did incorporate probably an exercise each week yeah. Yeah. but yeah. then we did try so so we were trying to that was the, I say that was the hardest part was trying to pitch it so it was somewhere somewhere in between and we just tried to be as open as possible about that really that hmm. sometimes we you know we have got things we want to bring but we'll also try and tie that together with what comes out of kind of people's experiences but yeah that was probably the, the most challenging thing Mm. Um, to get the, to get the balance on, really,
0: I think finding finding that that sort of sweet spot there is is what we're really often working hard towards. Um, so yeah, that's really really helpful. One of the questions I like to sort of ask people is is about you know kind of like your the the way that it might get in personally <laughs> this sort of thing, you know the. Um, compassion and self-compassion and all of the stuff that we're talking about it what sort of ways have you noticed uh that 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 stuff is, is is sort of coming into your personal life or your you know your sort of your own day-to-day existence
1: yeah I mean and that's that's a really good question and I think um probably what strikes me what I kind of take most about trying to apply this in personal life is actually the idea that it's ongoing and it's it's not really something we kind of do once it's it's almost like um it it's just stuff to keep carrying on with um and I, trying to integrate it um in the everyday really for me um and thinking of i guess thinking of compassion as less of an action but more of a different a different place to come at things from mm. but I guess this idea that it's it, you know it is really hard to measure, isn't it and I think this is this is the difficulties with things like evidence base and all that it's really difficult to be clear on what we mean and to measure kind of amounts of things but I think it's less about kind of activities or a tick list of anything but more for me it's more trying to catch myself when I get into old patterns um particularly of self-criticism um it's trying to it's trying to spot that and notice it and and trying to shift to something different um whatever that might be, you know, and thinking that, you know, we, diff- we need different things at, at different times. Sometimes it might be a bit more of an encouragement or sometimes it might be um, to, take a, to take a break, but it, I, it's trying to trust in, trust in being able to, 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 to know what you need at what point really. And I think, yeah, I think that that's probably where, probably kind of how I would describe it most. So trying to catch myself in old automatic patterns and trying to stop and notice them with compassion and think about doing something differently but in reality it's very very hard of course and I think I think that's where when we try and do these things personally it's not so much something that we didn't do and now we do it it's kind of constantly ever ever changing and there's always things that come up I think there's always blocks that come up as Mm -hmm. well and there's always times when we don't notice it lots of times but every time we do I think that's a win
0: yeah, I, I, the 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 two words that come to mind as I as I hear you there is is kind of awareness and intention, something like mm-hmm. that. You know that, that we try to go through life with with awareness and intention. You know that that ability to notice and to sort of self notice and and that sort of thing, and then with this this lens, this intention to to bring you know compassion to to things as as they arise.
1: Yeah, and to try to interrupt it,
0: really mm.
1: and. But, but not kind of, I think not in a negative way or not in a, like, I'm you know, I can, I'm always watching for that being sort of I must or I've got to change this, but just trying to step back with, with the warmth, I think, that you said before mm. as well, um, mm. with a different stance on things.
0: Yes, I was walking up my back steps just earlier this evening in the dark and I had my little earbuds and dropped one, you know, sort of down... <laughs> went through the steps and under the whatever and just you know the the kind of that eruption of feeling so angry at myself you know and then okay whew, calm, just breathe you know it's, it's okay just you'll go down and you'll find whatever you know that it, it just it's it's almost just a constant kind of dance that we have with ourselves isn't it with this stuff
1: yeah I think that's a really nice way to put it and I think often just thinking about your example there it's sometimes it's just about interrupting the layers that we might add on as well so mm-hmm. it's not about for me it's moving away from trying to move away from an idealized position that you know if I do this stuff then I won't feel these things or uh, things will be a certain way all of the time actually you know life is really really hard a lot of the time but that idea that I think it's what uh, Paul says compassion is kind of the antidote it's not. it's kind of our way of interrupting that and not adding more um, not adding more so for example in your yours there you know oh I'm feeling angry about something and then we might add a critical voice on top of that maybe it's maybe stopping at I'm feeling really angry about this but that's all right it's okay to feel angry you don't have to justify it don't have to reason it what can we bring to the anger and it might just be allowing it it's okay you feel angry
0: I, I mean yeah. i think that, <laughs> there's absolutely multiple layers like there's the anger and then there's the self criticism about being angry and then there's you shouldn't be self-critical you're a cft therapist what are you doing
1: <laughs> and i think if you can go in on um there's a really nice uh like circles diagram in mindfulness i don't know if you've seen it where it has i think their wording is kind of like the primary suffering in the, bit, the beginning and then the layers that yeah. go around it and i absolutely love that and i think cft works really well and i think even if we're on the outer layer, it's gone above the page. You know, it's it, we're really caught in it. I think it's the point at which we try to catch it and intercept it. I guess we can bring compassion in at any point, can't we? Mm. You know, now I've noticed this. How can I relate to this? Whatever I'm doing now, how can I try and relate to this struggle with, uh, with warmth or with something different? And mm. trying to get out of it wherever we are rather than... Because it's so easy and it's sometimes so subtle as well, the criticism mm. and the blame. I mean, sometimes it can be not subtle (laughs) but sometimes it can be really hard to spot when it's when it's really subtle
0: now that i've noticed this what what might be helpful
1: yeah because blaming probably isn't going to be yes wherever we are adding more adding more blame on i think i think this can be really helpful in uh, in work as well actually that even you know when all humans make errors don't they and make mistakes and particularly when somebody's talking about something that perhaps they've done that they feel ashamed of or you know feel des- deserved to feel bad about or whatever That idea that it isn't it isn't helping it isn't helping it isn't helping with accountability or reparation to to stay there you know it isn't helping with any of those things and mm. um, so just trying trying to meet wherever we are with compassion I think is really 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 really, really
0: helpful well you've you've given um a, a number of, uh, tips there, but I will still ask you what might be three tips that you'd, you'd suggest for people who are, you know, on their way on, on a bit of a compassionate journey.
1: So I think the first one is, is something around, I guess what I said, something about what I mentioned earlier, the idea that if we engage in compassionate mind practices, um, then that's great. And if we hook onto something that we find really helpful, then that's, that's brilliant in and of itself. But if it's not, if we have like a really strong reaction or an aversion to an exercise, it might not be that we need to get rid of the exercise and just change to something else. It might be more thinking about why compassion is so hard and what associations maybe come with that, maybe um, maybe what beliefs are there. Or um, I think this one particularly, if we're working with um, people who've had really, really difficult histories where actually, care and compassion or being given attention or attended to might have come with um lots of harm as well so almost in a way the compassion itself um and the associations that come with that for the individual um could bring up a real uh, real aversive response and i don't think that means we need to lose heart and think that cft is not going to be appropriate um, but it's just more thinking what just you know, being really curious to that and trying to stay with it and help the person make sense of, I guess, the understandable nature of it. So I guess in an example like that, if we were thinking about where, um, where somebody had experienced care from an individual, but also perhaps lots of harm as well, um, just trying to explain that and make sense of why, I guess that might make sense of why when people are nice to you now, that's so hard and that's so unbearable. So of course, trying to develop a compassionate or a nicer relationship with yourself that's going to be really hard as well um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it and that doesn't mean that it's not worth it um, or it's not going to work out it just means that we need to try to understand it and really make sense of it um, and and go gentle as well and think about what what will be helpful for the person my second point kind of re- relates to that again but probably more with groups um, or when people think um I can't do compassion, it's not for me, I can't be kind to myself. Um, but particularly when people might add in there for, and I definitely don't wanna do it in a group because I can't be around people, that um, actually that's where compassion and um, starting to be around people might, might be um, mo- most helpful or particularly more helpful. So for kind of giving it a try really, um, might be more benefit for people who feel that a group wouldn't be helpful, um, of course things are uh, things are about patient choice and um, it, it wouldn't be about pushing something on somebody absolutely not that but just explaining that the group in itself and cft in itself really understands well um where people become really critical and really hard on themselves and so, so much understanding about shame as well and um, all the ideas about us being social beings and things like that um, that i think cft really helps us with that so Um, that it might be something to look into more if kind of if compassion sounds like something that you that you don't want to do might be more of an indication that it's that it's something that's worth giving a read or giving a try I think my third would be something around I think I've mentioned this already um but the idea of keep going with it um and again that compassionate mind training um and exercises are, are absolutely great but um if sitting formal, sitting away, uh, you know, doing those exercises at home or in a group for longer periods of time, even 10, 15 minutes, if that's just not your thing, um, then I, d- I don't think that that's really what compassion's about. Those exercises help us to train our compassionate mind and to build those skills of compassion. But it's really in the services about how we can kind of live um, more compassionately and more com- com- in a more caring way. Um, with ourselves and with others. Um, So any moments that we get to bring compassion in where we might sort of be able to say something differently to ourselves when we notice that we're being critical, or we might be able to, like in your example there, we might be able to catch ourselves in the midst of something and we might be able to notice we're in the red circle and we might have something that we know helps us to switch into the soothing circle, you know? things like that really. So that idea of how, how we can embody it. Um, we used to use this analogy in our group about almost like putting on our compassionate shoes. Um, what, that would be, what that would be like to be wearing those and just walking around in the world like that. Um, how, would we, how would we sit at the bus stop differently if we were being more compassionate? Um, how, what would we notice around us? Um, those kind of things really.
0: Well, um, just before I let you go, and I, uh, th- th- this has been a wonderful chance to to tap into to your your wisdom. I, I know you've been doing this stuff for quite some time now, and, and lots of really great ex- experience and and um, you know kind of anecdotes there, and and, and what works. What, what where can people find you if if they were wanting to sort of be in touch or to engage with you or, or your work in any sort of kind of avenues there
1: um yeah i am on twitter i mean i don't do that i don't do that much uh, social media uh, type stuff but i am on twitter and facebook and those kind of things um yeah. or just by email i can give you my email if yep. you would like it
0: we can put it in the in the description um
1: i haven't mentioned our i haven't mentioned our research project
0: oh yes the Could one that you we're doing to
1: mention that now yes yeah actually please <laughs> Which Go fits because that fits really nicely doesn't it doesn't it um yeah. so I guess on this theme about blocks working with blocks and resistances um if are there are any therapists out there that want to um to complete our survey just on your experiences of working with uh blocks fears and resistances to compassion and how you work with that with people and um, that would be that would be great um because we're looking to looking to see what the data says on that, aren't we? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that would be good. You and, you and uh, I I
0: guess and Tobin Bell and, and James Kirby. And it's because of what you have really said, you know, and, and that is that so much of the work in a way is is working with that stuff is, is working with the fears blocks and resistances and and so the the project is really trying to see what how can we get the kind of the collective wisdom of therapists out there just to see what it, what might be some of the the ideas that we can collect together in terms of ways to approach that stuff and 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 work with it and, and in a sense if we can work with the fbrs and i think you know compassion just emerges i think in some ways for people yeah yeah brilliant but it has been so great to uh speak with you ali and uh, (laughs) thank you for for being willing to to come online and um yes so i will look forward to speaking with you again thank you very much okay take care thanks